You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hi, I'm Jennifer Ashley Tepper. And I am Joe Iconis. And on today's episode of The Album Podcast, we're going to be talking to you about a little song called All the Mistakes He Made About the Girl. And it's a song that is sort of a companion piece to the last episode's song, The Song. And it's uh, also about a writer, and uh, it's a pretty angry tune in which a writer sort of comes to terms with the, the sensation of being able to write his life, but not really live it. And um, even though it is performed by yours truly, like last episode, it, it's not about me. Definitely not. The song is not about me. No. Mm-mm. So don't think that. Because it's not. But the anger and the objects he would hurl were not the things that made life unlivable. No, the absolute number one thing all the mistakes that he made about the girl. Mm-hmm. I love this song. I think that if there's um, a jukebox musical about your life and like the beginning of your life that doesn't quite understand you, this mm-hmm. might be the I want song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, people who know the song know what I mean. But um, <laughs> I love this song and I feel like this is like Will Roland and I always talk about this being one of our favorites of your songs. I, um, I, really, I really like it. I wrote this song... So I wrote all the mistakes that he made about the girl at the same exact time that I wrote Broadway Here I Come and the werewolf song mm-hmm. and uh, Norman. Norman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And did them all for the first time at this concert at the duplex. Uh, and it was right after Blood Song of Love closed. Mm-hmm. And I was very angry and really just, um, I was feeling very frustrated with my life and, you know, my personal life and my and my career and just uh, so many things. And, um, and you know, in all of those songs, uh, they're really different songs, but I think they share an undercurrent of, of sadness and anger. Mm-hmm. And um, 
And yeah, and all the mistakes that he made about the girls is the most, is the angriest of mm-hmm. all of them. And is really, really feels tied to the song in that it is, um, it's, it feels like the next step in, okay, there's this writer and he's, he's, he's really good at writing his life and he's not good at living his life. Um, and so I think that if that's what the song is in a way that feels really tidy and feels, um, it's like kind of, uh, uh, it's like kind of sexy, not sexy in like a, like a wow way, but like sexy in like an appealing way where it's like, oh, this, like this, this tortured writer who, um, you know, can only, can only write these things and how hilarious is that, that, you know, he says her name at the end. Um, if that's the song, all the mistakes that he made about the girl is like, uh, okay, well, like what actually happens then? You know, it's like, mm-hmm. what, what is the collateral damage of that, mm-hmm. of, this, of this tortured writer who can only write? And the reality of it is like messy and angry and a lot less cute sounding, yeah. you know? Um, and, and so I think that, you know, when I listen to all the mistakes that he made about the girl, it's, um, I think like, oh, what an asshole this guy is, you know? And it is, and, you know, obviously the guy is me, um, but it's, it, I, even as I was writing it, I, I didn't fully, you know, believe all the things that I was writing, but I, I thought it was important to like, to sort of paint this picture of, of this person um, that felt honest and unconcerned with like how he slash I was coming off sure. in the song, you know, and like, and like all of my songs that are, you know, all of my songs are autobiographical and people always think the ones that are the most like on the surface autobiographical or the ones that are about me and don't necessarily think of other ones. But um, all the mistakes that he made about the girl, while it's, it is, it's, it's, it's about me as much as all of my songs are about sure, me. Sure, sure. But, you know, there's, there's lots of it that, that isn't me, but I, you know, it's, it's about a writer who can't, mm-hmm. who can't write his, who can write his life, but he can't live it. Is it sort of because of the perception of the song and the way you're talking about it that you feel like um, it wasn't performed for many years? Like you mm-hmm. wrote it and it was written at a certain time in your life where it might have been perceived a certain way. Yeah. And then it kind of got put on a shelf, but yeah. then it came back. Yeah. Like, do you want to talk about that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's, I think it, that was a couple of things. I think that um, I feel like probably at the time I felt like people are just going to hear this song and think that it's about me and, and Lauren and, and that's it. And while that was part of it, it wasn't all of it. And, and it just felt like, I don't want to, I don't want to sing this thing. And then everyone is like in the, in the, in the audience, you know, whispering and and being like, I know what this is about. Like they know some secret. And so I think that's why I was like, I just need a little space from, from doing it. Um, And then, you know, like anything, once you have a little perspective and there's a little time, it feels like, less, um, you know, less, less that. It's like less on the nose. And, mm-hmm. and then also I think I understood the song a little bit more once I had some space from it. Sure. And, um, and, and, and I like, you know, liked it more. I could, I could be like, okay, this, this, this isn't actually about me. Cause that's the other thing too. It's like, you know, I'll write something and I'll be like, this is, you know, I, I can look at it as I'm writing and be like, well, this is, this is a line that makes sense as a line and makes sense for this character, but this isn't me. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, because of my like relationship to my my audience, 
I, I tend to hear from my audience quite a bit. And, you know, whether that's like through social media or whether that's literally at the bar after the show, people talk to me a lot about my right. work. And so I think then you hear, you know, or I hear like, um, you know, oh, I know that's, is that song about what I think it's about? You hear that enough times that you're like, wait, is it? Like, is it, is this just me? Is this just me, you know, essentially, you know, talking, uh, talking about myself, you know, in, 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 in musical form for six minutes? Is this something I should be like embarrassed about or something? Um, and so, yeah, so I think once there's a little space, then it becomes, mm -hmm. then it becomes something else. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I also think the music of this song, like, I think there was a moment where I was like, oh, Joe, like, retired that song. Like, he did it, and he wanted to do it, and now it's like, I was like, that music's so good. You should, like, do a thing you've never done and reuse it and write different lyrics or something. Because <laughs> the, the begin, like, it just sounds like a song that, like, you would have already written. It, it just mm -hmm. sounds like a music that was somehow in you or something. I really, um, I really, the, the music for the song, it's like one of those songs where the music sounds exactly how I intended it to. You know, it's... Mm -hmm. It was something that was in my head. And, and rhythmically, that song is one of my harder songs. The, um, I, hate, I hate like listening to composers talk about like time signatures and like pat themselves <laughs> on the back for like their crazy time signatures. But the, the time signature in that, that song, it like uh, it switches between the, the, um, the riff and the verse stuff. Um, like you just sang it. I'm like, oh my god, a dinosaur. That sounded like a scary dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was what I was reuse going it for. for a Jurassic Park spec song. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's so it's, it flip flops back and forth in a way that you that you can't you can't actually hear. Like I love playing with things like time and 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 tempo and all that in ways that are like not not obvious. So mm -hmm. I think you feel it. You feel like oh something's like really jagged about this song and something is it feels like both driving and unsteady mm -hmm. um, you feel that without being able to be like oh in the, the the musical sections it goes one two three four five one two three four five and in the sung section it goes one two three four five six one two three mm -hmm. you know and, and 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 that runs through the whole entire song and uh, yeah and so and the aggression of it is something that I always imagined in my head you know the first time that I did it it was just me on piano and I think it totally works just on piano but I always felt like um, this is a song where it is about a writer and it is about a writer who writes songs and and writes at a piano and and um and it always felt like it should start on the piano and then turn into like guitars mm -hmm. and drums and just be like tribal and furious and angry and take this thing that in the song sounded 
kind of cute and like a cabaret thing and, and um, you know, writerly but digestible. Now, all of the stuff underneath, all of the anger that was kind of bubbling underneath the surface is like on the, at, the, at the forefront right. and sounds ugly and harsh. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's definitely one of the like sort of loudest, you know, yeah. uh, most in-your-face musical moments on the whole album. Uh, but in a way that I, I, I feel like is, is true to what the song is. And it's, there's nothing, you know, there's nothing cute or funny or, or, you know, like coyly sexy about it. It's just angry and mm-hmm. sloppy and, um, you know, operating at an 11. Yeah. Um, and, I, and the band on this track is so great. And like special shout out to Brant Stranathan who played the, the drums on this tune after um, he recorded the drums in LA by himself. And it's just like insane what he was able to do. It's such a challenging song. And he played it like once before years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, just, you know, it's, it, it really is like a, an incredible drum part. And that's all, all Brent Stranathan. I, as long as we're also talking about performance memories, I feel like I have a whole uh, litany of like performance memories of you on Halloween shows performing songs in like your Halloween costume. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that's really fun about the Iconics Family Halloween, you know, show is like, oh, you're watching, you know, Jason Tam sing Lisa, but he's like in a giant frog costume. You know, yeah. we've seen that on YouTube. Um, but I feel like I do have a memory of you singing this with like some character head that wouldn't <laughs> quite stay on and like, yeah. you know, whatever anyone's singing at that concert, it's not. <laughs> matching the costume almost always yeah. and yeah it's just very funny yeah you know but I mean I like it because it is you know it also is like that's like it is a song about like about you know layers and putting you know putting putting screens in front of yourself and, and to distance yourself from things so I like the idea of like yeah performing it in a you know in a in a in a, in a you know frog costume or a you know a, a, a fox costume or something um, you know the other thing too with the tune, there is um, one of the reasons that it's so angry is that the the writer in the song um, is, I think, annoyed. Annoyed. It's like so. It's not just that he's. It's not just that he's unable to like fully participate in his life, and he's sort of using the writing as an excuse. Uh, he's he's aware of it and angry at himself for it. And I think that you know it sort of comes to a head at the end, um, where he says. Uh, because he's talking about himself in the third person, and um, and he says, you know, he, that he he can't use the word I, uh, he only uses the word he, and you know, and then you know doubles back on it and is like, well, that's what I do if it were me. Still not, still not um, taking the blame. Still not, you know, speaking as himself. Um, and then the song is over, and he's he's furious at himself. But I think that's where, yeah, that's where the anger stems from. It's that yeah. sort of like that shame and not being able to own up to himself and, and to, and to the titular girl and to, to, to all of it, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't think we're going to be able to say all the mistakes he made about the girl in unison here, but no, I was going to try. We could try. (laughs) You could do it. You can say it. Go ahead. All the mistakes. You made about the girl. girl. Damn it. I thought you were tricking me. I thought I was going to get to. Okay. We did it. Yeah. Hey, thanks so much for listening or watching to my podcast. Uh, Do me a favor and go to wherever you just listen to or watch this thing and subscribe or like 
or give us a great rating or review, and then head to bpn.fm slash album to find out even more information about this podcast, more ways to watch, more ways to listen, and check out my album, Album. Thanks so much for hanging out. Album Podcast is executive produced by Liz Armstrong, produced by Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, Kim Garris, and the rest of the team at the Broadway Podcast Network. Be sure to visit bpn.fm slash album for both audio and video versions of this podcast and to listen to album. That's all that I got! Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 